0: I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed. Conservative teabaggers. It's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. Appreciate it
1: very much. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate, is when you call them racist if racism is not the whole of the tea party it is in its heart
2: the hatred that is timothy mcveigh that he had there are plenty of people like that right now Lots
3: i think you get the general tenor of this it's anti-government since this is highly promoted by the right wing conservative network
4: fox
0: the left pits people against each other Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of e pluribus. Oh, no. <laughs> racial incident. He said you were He said he You are racist. He said he works. you. are very racist. He said he works you. And you're going to be dealt
2: with. He said he works for you. It's going to come to light who you really are. It's going
5: to come to
4: light
5: who you really are. Hey, let's answer one question. Yes or no? What about the fake person?
2: Yes or no?
0: And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and, and all, the, all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist? You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's? Fuck you.
5: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network, and as always, thanks for coming along for the ride, and it is a wild and dystopic ride. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors who, you know, while we have road and things that don't drive themselves and so on and so forth, so here we are. And uh, yesterday I focused on Vivek Ramaswamy and his 2024 presidential bid. I think, as I said yesterday, um, if nothing else, you know, what he said could certainly shake up the political rhetoric and hopefully the dialogue. You know, we still, it's not a uh, popular popular election, which I think would be worse. The um, Electoral College is bad enough, and, uh, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, it would be good to expose the magic trick, and I think that Vivek was right when he predicted in his... CPAC speech, that if we can get it right, and it's possible, despite all the balkanizing rhetoric, despite all the cultural Marxist wokeism nonsense, I think it's possible. You know, we could get it right. We should be able to bridge the gap as Americans. It is our, I would say, duty and responsibility as Americans, to ourselves, to one another, and certainly to posterity. I think he has a valid point. I think there are nuances, and, uh, you know, though I and others of us might articulate it a different way, I think his point is valid when he says it's not, shall we say, a 2023-2024 issue, it's a 1776 issue. It's a matter of... um, our national identity and not in the usual uh, eugenicist eliminationist sort of way. I think he, I think he has valid points. It's easy to see how those might be conscripted and co-opted and bent into other agendas. But I think for the moment he's out in front of something, it just feels like that to me. Call it uh, a gut level intuition, if you will. But that's, where I'm at on it. I think it is different. I think it could be different what he's talking about. And I think we all have a responsibility to pursue that as we each one of us sees fit. And, you know, maybe ask this question, if not that, then what? And if not now, then when? There is that old question. So, We will be investigating that further because there are some talking points that I think we are, we, you know, here at RBN, I think um, the broadcasters and the audience, the RBN family, if you will, has a unique opportunity. This is a moment, perhaps, to shine because we are uniquely equipped to discuss the subject matter in a sort of lucid fashion. What do you mean? Well, we live in a soundbite culture, obviously. Perhaps you've heard. Perhaps you've seen. And so how do you unpack these talking points that Vivek mentioned? For example, dismantling the FBI Most people would be horrified at the thought, oh my gosh, we'll be unsafe. Uh, Au contraire, mon frere, perhaps you'd be safer. You know, we got all of those Bonnie and Clyde movies in the early 20th century as a Bernaysian propaganda initiative to legitimize organizations like Hoover's FBI. Most people don't realize that, we, you know, save us, kidnapper, from the Bonnie and Clyde's that don't. None of us ever come into contact with, but you know what? Save us from the Bonnie and Clyde's. We need the Pinkerton men to save us. So we are somewhat uniquely suited to unpack these talking points. What do I mean? Well, we'll get into this further, but I mean, just as an example. Dismantling the FBI, you know, not to mention the Department of Education, the DOE, and what was, so now it's the DOE, and it was it had some other interesting acronyms along the way, which escaped me at the moment. But you know, we have, um, in our arsenal of information, uh, we have folks like Charlotte Isserby. John Taylor Gatto, Sam Blumenfeld, and several others who have been extremely articulate on the subject. And so, you know, there's something to the Olinskiite method of freezing things and, you know, Meeting people on their own turf, and not not that you want to try to beat the devil at his own game because you can't, and you won't, and you shouldn't expect to, and you shouldn't be playing that game anyway. But there's just something to some of these things. Um, so when it comes to the Department of Education, we have the Charlotte Isserbees, the John Taylor Gattos, the Samuel Blumenfelds, and so on that we're familiar with, the rest of the world is not, but they should be. And, you know, I think of Sam Blumenfeld in particular with with regard to the DOE. I mean, obviously, Charlotte Isserby and John Taylor Gatto, folks like that, are indispensable. But, you know, Sam Blumenfeld, when it comes to the communist socialist aspect of the education system is indispensable for sure so we have those kinds of things back to the fbi though when you when you talk about dismantling the fbi when that is a soundbite that we, this is an opportunity i think and you know there is the the challenge it could this be potentially uh you know could these things be potentially a brer rabbit ploy and play into the hands of the davos set absolutely Look what George Soros has been funding. The kind of chaos in the streets. You know, the devil is in the details. So it's an opportunity to all the more get out in front of the media industrial complex and start to lead the talking points. I don't want to say lead the narrative or the agenda or whatever – But you know what I'm saying. Basically, give people the tools to sort of self-equip and to understand what's really going on. I mean, with the FBI, I think of Trevor Aronson's 2015 TED Talk and his book, The Terror Factory. So, you know, when you say to people, actually, the FBI is the terror factory, the U.S. domestic arm of the post-World War II Gladio Network – I mean, if you if you say that sentence to most people, this guy, did you hear Vivek Ramaswamy at his at the uh, the CPAC this year talking about his presidential bid, saying that, you know, one of the first things he would do is shut down the FBI. That sounds crazy, huh? But, you know, the FBI is the terror factory after all, as Trevor Aronson put it in his book. And, you know, it is. Is the U.S. domestic arm of the post-World War II Gladio Network? You say a sentence like that, most people in America, you get the Migo look. My eyes glaze over. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, you know, video is powerful. A picture is worth a thousand words, and a video is worth, what, a million times that? So, listening to the first five minutes of Trevor Aronson's 2015 TED Talk... I've played it for people who were unfamiliar who had some kind of an idea that something is wrong. They listen to the first five minutes of Trevor Aronson, You know, the last half of that nine-minute or so TED Talk is Q&A. And they listen to the first two minutes, and I've heard people say, What? Is this guy still alive? Because, you know, deep down... Even if you don't consciously acknowledge or recognize it, you know something is desperately wrong. And now there's all kinds of mounting evidence. You can see it posted on RepublicBroadcasting.org every day. Evidence is, you know, and so speaking of that, the the top headline on RBN right now they lied to us all. Tucker exposes January 6th fraud in kangaroo court. Uh, I think the most compelling issue there is, uh, you know, we keep we keep hearing about Ray Epps, for example. Where did he go? He keeps sort of surfacing and then not, not so much surfacing. There he is. Carlson also revealed that uncharged agitator Ray Epps lied during his sworn testimony Epps testified that when he sent the text messages to his nephew, he had already left the Capitol grounds to return to his hotel room. That is not true, Carlson said. So anyway, uh, how how does this happen? What what about the Whitmer plot? Hey, remember the Now Your Wildlife, the misfortune wildlife deal? Uh, we heard there that there were more agents. What happened when... There was a Draw Muhammad contest in Texas, and there were some guys that pulled up, and they were shooting the place up. And then we found out, 60 Minutes told us that there was an FBI agent tailing them, and he took off and tried to squirt away into the night secretly and unnoticed, only to be stopped by a sheriff's deputy. Hey, what are you doing? And 60 Minutes said... What did the FBI know? Do we ever get an answer to that question? So you know, we we are uniquely equipped in this neighborhood, shall we say, in this corner of America, to take advantage of opportunities like what Vivek Ramaswamy have, you know, what those what those present. I think it's a moment to be able to to Lark's point yesterday if it's on the national stage well let me let me let me borrow and say well if it's on the national stage if it's on national media the general public thinks it has credibility that it otherwise might not again we get to this issue of bigness and um Maybe I should say this too while we're at it. Um, so you know, as the saying goes, again, there was that West Wing episode, you know, Salvatore and Atoli. In our society, we we unconsciously equate size with importance and even power. So, you know, that's why that's 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 a uh I I believe a big reason why the Bernesian media industrial complex can't go away yet, because you know, we have to be told what to say or what to think and how to think and when to think, and this mechanism if you just go to the internet, obviously it would be much less expensive, much more cost effective. But you don't get the perception of bigness that you otherwise get. So most people uh, make that connection or comparison or whatever, and they don't realize it. I suppose you know it would be useful also to say that um, again, as I mentioned yesterday. Borrowing from Sun Tzu, if you know your enemies and you know yourself, you will not be imperiled in a hundred battles. If you do not know your enemies, nor yourself, you will be imperiled in every single battle. And then, obviously, there are the vari- variations if you know your enemy or you know yourself. But really, I mean, that's kind of it. And the reason, the reason that the... Bernaysian Contingent is able to prey on people. There is a movie. Uh, What was it called? Payback, I think. Crazy B-movie. 1999, I think. No, that's not it. That's the Mel Gibson one. There's another one. Not the Mel Gibson one. I think it was 95. Is that it? I don't know. No, that's not it either. Not Mel Gibson, not C. Thomas Howell. There was another one. I'm sure it was called Payback. I don't remember when it was made. I want to say that one was uh, about mid-90s as well. Somewhere around there. Anyway, there's a line in that one in that movie where, uh, yeah, it's the 2021 payback movie starring Toby Leonard Moore, Anna Barishnikov. Etc., etc. It was a 2021 movie. Great period movie. I would call it a B movie. Anyway, there's a line. I forget exactly what it is in there. It's something like what's his name? Um, he's been in quite a few things. What is his name? The older gentleman, Pops. I forget his name. But he says something, you know, and these are guys who have come from the old country and basically brought, you know, Russian mafia, Serbian mafia, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to the streets of America. And so, you know, it's like... It's like a free-for-all. Because he says, in America people are children until they're 50 and that's how the Bernaysian contingent preys on people and takes advantage of people stick around we'll be right back
1: Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. An incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air. And 30 years in this profession. At Kettle Marine LTD at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602 799 8214 or visit our website, Sierra Madre Precious metals.com. Be glad to help you out, be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure, just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you.
3: Last. Time.
5: Welcome back. So it is the twenty twenty one edition or, uh, version of. Payback, And the line is, in this country, people are children until 50. And that's how Bernays and pals take advantage of Americans. Feckless little pan syndrome victims, kind of like H.G. Wells wrote in Time Machine. Have you seen the movie, for example? Poor little rubes, you know. In P.T. Barnum's world, a sucker is born... What, every minute? An American? Is it synonymous? Anyway, we have an opportunity to get out in front of something, I think. Why not take advantage of an opportunity that's been presented? Because I think it has. Most people don't understand the FBI is not your friend. It's not. And Trevor Aronson points that out in very disarming terms. Anyone can listen to Trevor Aronson's TED Talk and not be offended, but be shocked and amazed if they don't understand those things. Then from there, who knows where you go? Maybe you go to, um... Sabelle Edmonds, and... So what exactly happened on September 11? And then you find out about the Gladio BC network. And, you know, from there, who knows where you go? You know, maybe, um... I mean january sixth, the Whitmer uh kidnapping deal, uh the maybe you take a look at some of Jan Berger's stuff, maybe you read uh, uh Radley Balco's stuff about police state America. The sky's the limit. Not that you want to, you know, overwhelm someone, but here's a here is a perspective and then obviously some of the other stuff that that has been gotten way out in front of eventually you end up probably at places like Waco and Ruby Ridge and Oklahoma City and you know places like that it's an opportunity not to try to sneak up on people but just to say yeah actually you know, starting I would say with Trevor Aronson's TED Talk, it's a soft entry point into Vivek Ramaswamy's point about getting rid of the FBI, Hoover's FBI, and from there, who knows? You go back into the JFK vault really quickly too, and you know uh, Gary Walsh and John Stockwell and uh, you know Gary Webb and Jonathan Quitney and William Bloom and. Peter Dale Scott, and on and on the list goes. Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, Why can't I think of his name? James Perloff, you know, and many, many others, obviously. As you know, you're probably thinking of 20 more, but it's a soft entry point in my mind. This guy spoke at the the CPAC. He's on national television, and you say, yeah, you know, that was an interesting point, wasn't it? It kind of reminds me of Trevor Aaronson's TED Talk in 2015. What do you mean? Well, give this a listen. It's five minutes. It's an opportunity. Let's go to the phones real quick and grab Roger in Arkansas. Roger, thanks for calling. Welcome.
6: Hello. How are you, Chris?
5: Not too shabby, thanks. How are you?
6: Uh, I must admit, this is the first time I've ever listened to your show. I have a show on RBN on Sundays.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: Uh, It's TLB Talk Radio. And when I hear you talking about the FBI, and everybody needs to understand that this goes far beyond the FBI. It goes to the CIA, it goes to the NIS, it goes to, it goes to. And what we are looking at today is so blatant, so in our face. When I was young, I'm 68 years old. Nobody talked about this. But today, let's take a look and and I'll hold if you want me to. Yes. um,
5: Absolutely. Yep, we'll talk more about it. Okay. Stick around, folks, we'll be right back after this short break.
2: I want the truth! You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth.
7: Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime
0: fighting, political science, analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery.
4: So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda.
0: I'm a born-again traditional Christian.
4: And my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible
1: and my 357 revolver.
4: I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Call it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. You, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state.
2: The COVID 19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon.
4: The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 central and Wednesday at 1 central.
7: Extendivite a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two month supply. To get started, call 1 877 928 8822. That's 1 877 928 8822. Or visit heartdrop.com.
2: Remember? Mm-hmm.
1: God, this beyond your flowers of flaming truth. Welcome back. your
5: latest ad All right. You know, so a couple of things. I actually want to play the clip. We'll do that in a second as we sort of uh, get that ready. But let me just say... <clears throat> Before we continue, so Roger, you're Roger Landry of TLB Talk, not to be confused with Roger Sales of the Radio Ranch. Anyway, people, <laughs> yes. so the TLB Talk uh, broadcast, my understanding, it started in January of last year, wasn't it?
6: Yeah, but I did it in a full year every right. single Thursday, first hour with John Statman.
5: Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, this is—I'm just sort of giving a little background for people who, you know, the, yeah. the regular audience of this broadcast. So, um, what I was, what I was getting at was Vivek Ramaswamy's 2023 CPAC speech had some really, you know, I think to, for most people, shocking sound bites, and I think it's an opportunity for people. This audience in particular to get out in front of and, you know, I don't want to say shape the narrative, but shape the narrative in a sense, (laughs) you know,
6: you had to nail right on the head. But if you don't mind me saying it, it's a hearts and minds campaign in military terms. And I spent 30 years either in or working directly for the military. I worked for Raytheon, and I worked strictly DOD contracts. So I have a very large background there. But the brilliance in what you're talking about is the fact that people are starting to become aware. And yes, they should listen to that clip. And I will also listen to that clip once you put it back on. But let's just take a couple of things that have smacked us upside the head in the last couple of years. How about Hillary Clinton? How about her doing with classified information far more and far more blatant than Trump ever could have done, and nothing happened to her? How about um, Hunter Biden's laptop, which they had for how many years, but yet nothing has happened? And it would have made the difference between whether Joe Bob was sitting in the White House or not, and they held that information. How about well, my, 51 – go ahead.
5: Yeah, my problem with those kinds of talking points, though, is that they – that's already – those are well-worn grooves in Three. the Bernaysian terms, and they, they usually are divisive. In this case, when when a guy at the 2023 20, CPAC says, let's get, a, get rid of the FBI, that's not something that people have heard at that level, and it's kind of a shocking oh. thing that doesn't have a well-worn groove yet, and you can say, well – I mean, that might sound crazy, but listen to what Trevor Aronson said in 2015, and here's a five-minute, you know, the f- the first five yeah. minutes of his TED Talk are, you know, shocking. I think we should play that today, too. And I, I, I do. Now, Give me all two of a seconds sudden,
6: to wrap up, and then I'll hang up,
5: okay? Yeah.
6: All well, I want to say is...
5: Now, now, once you do yeah, that, you have kind of a level playing field. Someone isn't in locked into, you know, the, the PSYOP at that point. They're out in open field.
6: <laughs> I, I love the way you present things. My, the, the point in me even bringing those up, and yes, you were absolutely right, they've been beat to death. The point in me bringing those up is when we say get rid of the FBI, what we're talking about is a component of what a lot of people today call the deep state whether you're talking CIA, whether you're talking, and I could go on and on, the FBI is just what's in the front of our mind. The 51 intel officers that jumped up to say, you know, 100, 100 Biden stuff was Russian information. My point here is we not only need to take out the FBI as and take them down. I'm not necessarily thinking we need to get rid of them. I think we need to flush them and do it right. But I think we need to look at, all of the intel services that work and who have a mission of keeping Americans safe and have forsaken that mission a long time ago. And we need to start the flush soon. And if we start it with the FBI, God bless whoever helps us to get it done because they need to be working for Americans again. It's been a long damn time since they have.
5: Yeah, if ever.
6: That's all I wanted to say, my friend, but I'm enjoying your show. I really am.
5: I appreciate it, Roger. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks you too. And uh for more of Roger Sundays noon, high noon, Central on RBN. Um it's a it's a difficult discussion. I'm of the opinion. That there's nothing redeeming about these agencies, and you know it's the it's the Jack Nicholson "A Few Good Men" argument. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall? And I disagree. I think we're better when we all are uh, following more closely to the constitutional model, if you will, on the Bill of Rights and the dare I say Second Amendment instead of the Dick Act. Which, you know, subverted the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. That seems pretty straightforward. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that's, you know, military-grade hardware at a certain level, certainly. But if you're monolithic and you want to exterminate all opposition to, you know your monolithic enterprise, then that's the way to do it. But it's a, you know, it's a much more deeply philosophical and ideological discussion. I mean, if you start to get rid of the trillion-dollar-a-year United States military-industrial complex, which is a proxy for certain special interests, then... Yeah, you actually do make us vulnerable. And then what? Then we have to not be children until we're 50. We have to be more sober minded, more vigilant, understand that, you know, there are things that go bump in the night, and maybe we should be a little more aware of some of those things instead of feckless little children waiting for mommy to. Take care of us. Maybe that's not responsible to ourselves, to one another, to posterity. You know, and Vivek said some interesting things. Protecting someone else's borders and things somewhere halfway around the world. How long has that been going on? And, you know, Roger's generation, I mean, we're about 15, you know, between 15 and 20 years apart. That's almost a generation. And so, you know, I mentioned the JFK stuff. A lot of interesting things going on in the '60s. There were a lot of panels that were convened. Uh, you know, we learned some interesting things in the '70s through congressional hearings. A lot of that, I would say, was either either was intended to be or became limited hangout kind of stuff. But then there were some private. Panels, you know, like I said, um, Gary Walsh and John Stockwell and that kind of stuff, you can find some of those things on the Internet. And, you know, people wrote books, Jonathan Quitney, Endless Enemies, The Making of an Unfriendly World. Gary Webb talked about it on C-SPAN in 1998. What do you think about this guy, Usami Bin Laden? And Gary Webb said, well, you know, my, I think my friend Jonathan Quitney put it very well. When you go around the world shooting people with American guns and American bullets, speaking of Gladio caches and the Gladio network, remember the 2014 um, Conflict Armament Research report that was mainstream news? It was everywhere from Reuters to MSNBC. According to Conflict Armament Research, uh, upwards of 75% of the rifles that were found in certain caches and other stuff as well were stamped property of the United States government. And that was the thing that had Anthony Sutton irate and up in arms. You can you can jump on the YouTubes, them tubes and find clips of Anthony Sutton outraged. We are sending our brave young people to be shot with our own weapons. How how does that make any sense? And he proved it conclusively. The entire 20th century conflict was managed by Wall Street Capital. Because, you know, war is big business. Smedley Butler told us that 100 years ago, and war is a racket. We just keep seeing the same thing over and over. You know, Major Racy Jordan told us the same thing. Antony Sutton proved it conclusively. The best enemies money can buy. War is big business. I want to play this clip. We'll probably play it again, maybe at the top of the second hour, and we should throw in Trevor Aronson's TED Talk. Back-to-back, just so that it's in there somewhere and, you know, if anybody happens onto it. I mean, everybody who listens to this broadcast and has for any any length of time knows we've played Trevor Aronson's 2015 TED Talk many times. I would say we've worn it out ad nauseum from time to time. Ever since he said those words... And wrote the book, The Terror Factory, and sat down on CBS with a former top-level FBI official who did not dispute a single claim Trevor Aronson made. To my knowledge, the book is still in circulation, and he's not been forced to, you know, anything. Nobody's challenged a single claim he's made because it's all based in fact and reality So, what do you do? 30 seconds. Vivek, what did he say at the CPAC on Friday? This is what he said. Go ahead, please. Make a mistake. It's better late than never. You shut it down. And today I'm ready to announce the second government agency that I will shut down in this country. We should have done it 60
0: years ago. It's hurt Republicans and Democrats alike. We're going to get it done. It's finally time to shut down the FBI in America create
2: something new to take its place because we are done with the J. Edgar Hoover legacy to let this be a self-governing nation again.
5: Yeah, there you go. So, you know, the argument in most people's minds is going to be reform. Well, why don't we reform it? And I addressed that yesterday, and the answer is, Based on its history, bad tree, bad fruit. And so what do you do with a bad tree? Do you do you reform it? No, that's pruning. What, what happens when you prune something? You get twice as much. You make it more virulent. Get rid of it. Pluck it out by the roots. Get rid of it. Can you imagine? This is the terror factory. People don't understand. Whatever happened to um, Philip B. Haney, by the way. Oh, yeah, he drove a couple hundred miles, just stopped on the side of the road and decided to shoot himself for no apparent reason. Like all other, um, you know, weird deals like that, that don't make any sense. Like Mark Middleton, who, you know, hanged himself by a an extension cord, but, you know, brought a shotgun just to make sure that, He got the job done, shot himself. There's no shotgun. Wait, no, here it is. Here's a shotgun. We found it. It's over here, 30 feet away. I guess the, you know, shock of the blast. Right. Or maybe he just threw it after he shot himself, you know, 30 feet away. Because that happens. And that was right next to, what, the Clinton Presidential Center on uh, Heifer Ranch and, you know, all of the other just... Curious coincidences that, you know, whatever. Was it a message to other people? It's too weird if it's you know, I mean, you think of speaking of the FBI and all the shenanigans, all of the, you know, Gladio network PatCon type stuff that's gone on over the years. You think of the the pristine passport at ground zero on 91101 look we found a passport it's amazing everything blew up it was a fire hot enough to consume steel yeah right but magically this passport survived it was incredible that's what you get rid of when you get rid of the fbi but you know what guys like uh who was it plato told us that the state has a monopoly on, you know, Bernaysian propaganda, essentially. And so no one else should be able to lie at that level. And when you do that, you know, obviously there's a certain amount of the gaslighting, again, the gaslighting plus the bigness of the operation – our, in our society we unconsciously equate size with importance and even power those two things together you know make it impossible that's when people start saying that no way no way they couldn't get away with it it's too big we watch it happen in congress every week the lying people have been lying under oath before congress regularly for a long time now it's old hat at this point, with no consequences. Who, who has consequences? Whistleblowers. That's who has consequences. That's who goes to prison. That's who suffers. There haven't been, I would argue, there haven't been real consequences since uh, you know the SNL scandal. And even then, what happened to guys like John McCain? Not much we've had We've had some shakeups here and there, but nothing has really happened. Speaking of the Epstein stuff and that kind of stuff, what whatever happened to the Franklin cover up? Whatever happened to conspiracy of silence that was silenced? I think what Vivek did is an opportunity, and I think we should take advantage of it. We'll go back to the phones when we come back, stick around.
2: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution.
9: Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your Terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
0: Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, Support those that support the network. Support DixieRepublic at dixierepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN
2: sent you.
1: Welcome back.
5: We don't usually get that. That's okay, though. Uh, it's Top Gun time. So, final segment of the first hour, back to the phones. down in California, thanks for calling. Welcome.
4: Oh, hey, can you hear me? No. Can you hear me good?
5: Nope.
4: Oh, yep, loud and uh, clear. Go ahead. In- oh, thank you. Yeah, the... Gerald Sosby talks about the FBI's 302, which is a uh, uh, secret tribunal, basically, and, you know, how to uh, neutralize their target. And so three or four, or eight or ten people gather around in the FBI headquarters. or not headquarters, but wherever they work. And they'll decide how they're going to neutralize somebody. So then the Mossad comes in and, I don't know these people, but they know about hormones and how to destroy people from this Gladio network of spray houses. And, that's, and they get these people in these houses dependent on the money to spray the target. They'll buy, rent, whatever they can to get around the target and spray these hormones or hormone disruptors endocrine disruptors from toxic waste they have like toxic waste contracts so they're you know they're reformulating it into the best way to destroy people to make them feel helpless and uh, hopeless and that's the new gladio you know um and these people are dependent on the money. Once they get into these nice homes and nice cars, and, and they're going to just keep it up, let all the contractors come in, put the nozzles in, put the tanks in, and they can be part of it. They can pick up real estate, let them pick up some real estate after they kill somebody off, and that's how it goes. I mean, and then the FBI keeps their stories and, you know, going and the gossip and, you know, turn the whole neighborhood in the fog of this war, you know, toxic fog of chemical fog, you know, specially designed to disrupt people's thinking and and liquidating people. I don't know in myriad ways, you know, through the, uh, you know, the... Securities and bonds and all that. All right, that's all I got. But that—that's what's happening. I—that's what I'm seeing, you know. And um, right. oh, they're—you know—I think they're as much a stooge and—and and they're not that smart. I—I I think they're just puppeteers, you know, puppets of the Mossad, who has the software like P Tech, Go Agile, that are—they're on their computers. If you study P Tech. They can get into any business system, and you'll never see them. You won't even know they're there. You know, They can manipulate files. They can get into any system.
5: All right. You I know. appreciate your call, Don. We are at the end of the, the first hour, so that'll do it for the first hour. Thanks, Don. Much appreciated. Stick around, folks. Second hour coming up. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic, But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, Pelosi the Zionists, the Mexican, the Snowflakes, and, and oh. <laughs>
6: Stay strong, stay strong, truth tellers, truth tellers. Stay strong, stay strong, stay strong.
2: You're
7: listening to RBN in defense of the Republic.
2: You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. Truth,